Yo, what's up, everybody? Episode 145 of the Howl Infinity Podcast, the podcast dedicated to everything sports and nerd culture. Like always, I'm your host, Jacob, and we got a great episode lined up for you today, folks. On today's episode, we're going to give you our season reactions to Miss Marvel. Then we're going to give you season reactions to The Boys Season 3. And finally, we're going to talk about Comic-Con, first time in front of fans after two years, so I'm give you my expectations. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yes, 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 that time weekend, everybody. Episode 145 of the Howl Infinity Podcast, the podcast dedicated to everything sports and nerd culture. Like always, I'm your host, Jacob. First time listening to the podcast, welcome to the podcast. And if you're a returning listener, we're glad to have you back for another fantastic episode. Like always, like us on our Facebook page at High on Infinity Podcast. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at High Infinity Pod, or follow me, the host, on my personal accounts, Twitter and Instagram at Soyam Asian. And if you did not get all that, hit the link tree link up in the bio of the podcast as our podcast, social media sites and our podcast streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and the Anchor app. And last but not least, if you like what you hear, please leave your boy a five star review on your preferred streaming platform. That would be greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. So I hope everybody's doing good. I'm doing pretty well myself. Weekend was good. Had some old college buddies in town. Went out, did a few activities. It was good seeing those guys again. But back to the grind. Other things I've been up to lately. I finished my Avatar The Last Airbender rewatch. And after my rewatch, I just sat back and I was like, man, that's damn near a perfect show. From the storytelling, the pacing, the character arcs, the action, and the payoffs we get. And after I finished uh, The Last Airbender, I was like, hell, I'm already halfway through the series. Might as well crank up and rewatch Legend of Korra. So I started that this week. I remember the first time watching it back in uh, 2020. It was getting a lot of hate. Like Legend of Korra was good to me. Like it kept a lot of things that was good about The Last Airbender and added a few more things as well. But of course, you couldn't just recapture that magic that The Last Airbender had. So that show will keep me occupied for the next, I don't know, month, month and a half or whatever. Also, uh, for my manga people, part two. A Chainsaw Man came out last week. Well, the first chapter did at least. All is left is just the animated come out. It was supposed to come out late 2021, but it just never came out. So it's supposed to come out this year from what I've been reading. So, you know, fingers crossed. Anyways, a lot of good stuff to talk about this week, like The Boys Season 3, Comic-Con, but first. So last week, Marvel wrapped up their latest project, Miss Marvel, fifth Disney Plus show, second of 2022, and the fourth overall mcu project of the year and overall miss marvel to me a very solid show just to me the show didn't knock my socks off or anything but there are a lot of good things i liked about miss marvel like the main character kamala khan thought she came off very likable as a character and a hero and i like that we see the hero making mistakes and still trying to learn the ropes we haven't seen that in the mcu in a very long time you can bring up the case moon knight uh kate bishop shang chi for example like 
Moon Knight was already established before, you know, we met him. We're well, not established in our universe, but in that show, he was already established doing Moon Knight things before, you know, we met him. Kate Bishop, he could make a case. She was, you know, still wearing the ropes, but hell, she was already in a, an elite archer. So now we're going to count that. And Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi was just out there valet parking cars one day. Then the next day, he's like, oh, these 10 rings, let me see how these work. And he just started going with it like he'd been practicing with it for all these years. So I really don't count that. As you know, still trying to learn the ropes. Also, the side characters in Miss Marvel were good too. He had her family and her friends. And this show actually taught me a couple things as well. Get to that later. Also, the aesthetics of the show were really good to me. Very bright and colorful. And one of my favorite things about the show was that the beginning of each episode, they had like the little montage of the title cards all in different designs. Thought that was really cool right there. But like I said to me, Miss Marvel. Wasn't the best thing I ever seen, but from what I saw on Twitter, the main audience that they were trying to target liked it a lot because after the first two episodes had aired, I saw something on Twitter like the numbers were saying Miss Marvel had the lowest viewership amongst all the Disney Plus shows, but it did have the highest viewership in the minority demographics amongst all the Disney Plus shows. So I assume you know they'll take that as a win as well. And I saw this guy on Twitter; he was from Muslim descent. He was praising the show because it showed the good side. Of the Muslim culture and sadly especially in America when most people think of Muslim culture we already know what stereotypes come to mind don't need to say it on here basically he thanked Miss Marvel or he thanked Marvel I'm sorry for the show saying that this show had the same impact on the Muslim community like Black Panther did on the black community and Shang-Chi did on the Asian community but like I said as long as the people this show was meant for liked it that's all that matters some weak points or weak parts in the show, sadly. Two biggest points. To me, the CGI just looked a little wonky at points. Mainly when Kamala was using her hard white power. It just looked weird. Also the villain, or villains. To me, there was no direction with either of them. I feel like they just rushed both of them in this show. And we'll get to that later on as well. So let's dive into the episode recaps. First off, going to let you know now. I may butcher some of these names when I try to pronounce them, so I apologize in advance. Episode 1 titled Generation Y. Basically, Episode 1 introduced us to all the characters. You got Kamala. I think I said Kamala a couple times. I apologize for that. Try to get the pronunciation right. So Kamala, her family, her friends Bruno and Nakia. I think that's, that's how you said her name. And the main focus of this episode was for Kamala trying to get to a place called AvengerCon. During this episode, her mom received a box from her grandma with some stuff in it, one of them being a bangle. Later, Kamala takes it to Avengers Con as part of her Miss Marvel cosplay. And when she puts it on, she gets like this cosmic energy that radiates over her. Then she saves another girl named Zoe. And in the first trailer, it looked like Zoe was going to be the bully of the show because she was being an asshole in the trailer and mispronounced Kamala's name on purpose, called her Kamala. But it looks like they cut that little side plot out of the show. I don't think Kamala and Zoe are friends, more like acquaintances, because Zoe's like the popular girl and Kamala is like the you know, little nerdy girl. Anyways, Kamala gets home, gets caught by her mom, and that's how we end the episode. post credit scene, we see the DODC get news about Kamala. Episode 2, titled Crushed. With her new power, she starts training. Bruno tells her that she always had these powers. But the bangle unlocked them. Later on, Kamala, Bruno, and Nakia attend his high school party. 
There she meets her crush. I'm trying to pronounce this right. Kamran. She starts hanging out with him. You can see Bruno is getting a little jealous. Later on, Kamala asks her mom about Aisha. I've been hearing people say Aisha, but someone on Twitter broke it down that it's not Aisha, it's Aisha. And when they say it in the shows, okay, it is Aisha. So I'm going to try to remember to pronounce it like that. Anyways, Kamala asks about her great-grandma, the Bengals' original owner or first owner. But her mom basically disowns her grandma. Just to break it down, like I said, Aisha is Kamala's great-grandma, while Aisha is Kamala's mom's grandma. Basically, what I got out of it, Kamala's mom thinks her grandma, Aisha, left her mom, Kamala's grandma. I know it sounds confusing. During what was called the partition. Little history lesson. This is my first time hearing about the partition. I know I'm not going to explain this the best. Basically, what I got out of it, in the 1940s, India was owned or ran by Great Britain. Then a large majority of the population wanted independence. And it led a split in that country with a portion of that country or a portion of India becoming Pakistan. So Pakistan was a part of India until the partition. Didn't know that. Always thought there was two separate countries. Side plot in this show was the DODC agent named Deaver. She basically leads raids targeting the Muslim community. Basically, she's a closet racist because in episode six, she was like, you people don't deserve powers. And I was like, what you mean, you people? And we end this episode with Kamala saving a boy before being attacked by the DODC until she's saved by a comrade and his mom, Najma. I think I pronounced that right. A woman we've seen in Kamala's visions earlier on in this episode. Episode three titled Destin. We see Najma explain that her and Kamran are part of this group called the clandestines from the Nord dimension. And Aisha was part of that group. And she wants Kamala to use the bangle so they can return home. Bruno's like, nah, that seems a little sketchy. But Kamala tries, you know, to help him out anyway. But Najma's like, hey, you take it too damn long. Hurry up. Then at Kamala's brother's wedding, the clandestines attack her until they are captured by the DODC. And we end this episode with Kamala's grandma calling her, asking for her and her mom to go to Pakistan, where we spend the next two episodes. Episode 4, titled Seeing Red. We start this episode off in a flashback. Aisha finds the bangle in like this ruin or something. And a fun Easter egg, because in the overhead shot, we see they're standing above the Ten Rings logo. I didn't notice this until Twitter pointed it out later on. More on that later. Then Kamala gets to her grandma's house. She says like the bangle is trying to tell her something that happened on the night of the partition. She's off to investigate at this train station. There she's attacked by a man called Kareem, who is a part of the Red Daggers, a vigilante group. Judging by the comments, it looks like the Red Daggers was just a single person, Kareem, while on the show they're a group. He takes Kamala to like their headquarters where they tell her that the clandestines are trying to break the veil of Noor. Basically, what separates the Nord Dimension from the real world. And if that happens, the Nord Dimension can destroy the real world. Then the clandestines attack, which leads to a great, I mean, great car chase scene. One of my favorite parts of the show. Then we end the episode off with Najma and Kamala fighting. And Najma stabs the bangle and it sends Kamala back in time to the night of the partition. Episode 5, titled Time and Again. We also start off this episode with a flashback. We see how Aisha met her husband and how Kamala's grandma was born. Then we get to night of the partition. Her kid grandma got lost in like the crowd during the partition. 
and we see Aisha is stabbed and killed by Najma. And then comes to find out Kamala was the one who actually saved their grandma way back in the day. But now back in present day, back to where we left off in episode four, a gate to the Nord dimension was open. And when Najma tried to walk through it, she was killed. But before she died, she was able to transfer her powers to her son, Kamran. Then Kamala tells her mom that she's Miss Marvel. Well, she doesn't have a Miss Marvel name yet, but she's basically tells her mom, hey, I'm that superhero that's all over the news. They have a little nice moment. And we end the episode with Bruno and Kamran being chased by the DODC. Okay, now to one of my gripes. Okay, so the main two villains are the Clandestines and Agent Deaver. So when the Clandestines were introduced, I was like, okay, they're going to be the villains of the show. And when they were killed off, one episode before the finale, I was like, dang, what we do now? They pulled a damn Luke Cage. Because remember, Luke Cage, they killed Cottonmouth like six, seven episodes in. And I'm like, what the hell? Who's going to be the villain for the next, you know, six episodes? Granted, the clandestines or Asian Deaver wasn't as great of a villain as Cottonmouth was in Luke Cage. But anyways, they just hot shot the main villain back to the racist DODC agent. Why they didn't flesh out either villain whatsoever. Like, I understand there's only six episodes, but, you know, they got to do a better job fleshing out the villain characters to make you want to hate them. Anyways, final episode, no normal. We see Bruno and Conron on the run from the DODC. Kamala gets her suit from her mom, and the suit was good. Very comic accurate. Well, she gets the final part of her suit because throughout the season, Kamala was getting bits and pieces of her suit. Then she gets wind what is happening to Bruno and Kamran, so she goes to the high school to help him out. Then the DODC gets there, and the group is able to defeat them via Home Alone-type traps. Then we see Kamran gets attacked by the DODC. Kamala saves him. Agent Deaver wants to get Kamala. The townspeople got her back, kind of like Spider-Man 2 after uh, uh, Spider-Man fought Doc Ock on the train, and he was about to get Spider-Man and all the people or all the passengers on the train got in front of him. Like, hey, you got to get through us and get to him. That's basically what happened here. She gets away. Then we see Kamala's dad was the one who actually gave her the name Miss Marvel. Because then they said Kamal means Marvel. And there, or Kamala is their little Miss Marvel. Thought that was cute. And we end the show off with her sitting on the street like looking over the city. Something ripped straight out from the comics. Thought that was cool. One week later... We see Bruno leave for California because in the show he was accepted to like this prep college school out in California. And here's where I thought he was going to confess his love for Kamala because we've seen it all throughout the show. I know it's cliche, but hell, sometimes you need a little cheese. Cheese makes everything better in some situations. But he told Kamala that her powers are different, more like a mutation. And everybody was like, oh, my God, they finally said the M word, the M word. M word in the MCU. Of course, when you think of mutants, you think of the X-Men. That doesn't mean Miss Marvel is an X-Men. She just had the same gene as them in the MCU. Because in the comics, she's considered an inhuman. But in the MCU, like the way they're telling it, she's a mutant. So we have our first mutant in the MCU. More than likely, other characters will be introduced as mutant as well. Likely Wanda, Scarlet Witch or whatever, and her kids. Then the post credit scene, we see Kamala's bangle activate. And she teleported and Captain Marvel comes back in her place. So what is next? Okay, so continuing with the post credit scene. So I've been reading that Captain Marvel 
had the other bangle. I thought there was always two bangles that Kamala had both of them. Then I realized, oh, she only has one of them. And somehow, when it was activated, that made her and Kamala trade places. And I would love for this scene to open up the Marvels. Like, we see how they switched. And then Kamala's parents run upstairs because I assume, like, Kamala crashed through the door. So I assume they had to make a loud noise. And when they get up there, they see it's Captain Marvel. So the next time we'll see Kamala is in the Marvels alongside with Captain Marvel and Photon, last seen in WandaVision. And I can't lie, I'm actually excited for the Marvels. Because the first Captain Marvel movie was okay to me, only saw it once, but it was very divisive. To me, it had bad placement because like six weeks later, Endgame came out and Captain Marvel was just completely, and it was like basically an afterthought when Endgame came out. But with the addition of Photon, aka Monica Rambo, judging by WandaVision, it looked like she has beef with Captain Marvel. Maybe because she, Captain Marvel, was absent when her mom was sick. Maria Rambo. So curious to see how that will be handled. And the addition of Kamala as Miss Marvel, meeting her hero, Captain Marvel, that'd be a nice dynamic, kind of like a Iron Man, Tony Stark type relationship. No, no, they're, they're the same person. An Iron Man, Spider-Man type relationship. And with this, Miss Marvel will be the first TV character to transition into the movies. Lastly, as an early post credit scene prediction for the Marvels, I think Shang-Chi is going to show up. Makes perfect sense. Captain Marvel was in the Shang-Chi post credit scene. We saw the Ten Rings logo in Miss Marvel. And there's theories going around that the Ten Rings... And Kamala's bangle slash bangles both come from Kree technology. So they may be connected. So logically, it makes sense for Shang-Chi to show up in the post credit scene of the Marvels. Wrapping things up on Miss Marvel. All in all, very solid show. I think with the critical success it was getting. I think they said it's like the best reviewed Marvel project, movie, or TV show ever. With that, I wouldn't I would not be surprised if it gets to season two. Got some loose ends to tie up. And if that comes out, Miss Marvel would be more of a household name. And we may get a better villain in Season 2. So can't wait to see what the MCU future holds for Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Miss Marvel. So season three of the boys ended a couple weeks ago and this season was really good. Definitely the best season they have put out. And I'm going to be honest, this season of the boys has been better than anything Marvel or DC has put out this year. It has to be said. Like the final episode of the season came out the same day as Thor Love and Thunder and it overshadowed in our social media that day from what I saw and most certainly deserved it. The last episode was really good. Wasn't the best episode of the season. It was definitely episode six. Because in that episode, we finally got what we wanted for three seasons. Butcher versus Homelander. But the last episode did set up what is the coming season for. Some of the highlights of this past season of The Boys. Quick premise on The Boys. Basically, The Boys is set in a world where superheroes are kind of like athletes and celebrities. They're in movies. They got sponsorships. All that other stuff. And there's a big superhero group called The Seven, similar to the Justice League. And their leader, Homelander, 
they're basically their Superman is behind the scenes the most corrupt person in the show. He's basically the hero and the villain of the boys. And you have the boys led by Billy Butcher. They're the good guys we're supposed to root for in this story. So continuing on with season three, the premise of season three was plain and simple. Kill Homelander. And within these three seasons, Homelander has become the best villain in the superhero genre since Thanos. And everybody wants Homelander dead. The boys and members of the seven or some members of the seven. And the best option to do that what they thought was this weapon that killed a hero called Soldier Boy. Turns out that Soldier Boy is the weapon. He was double crossed by his hero team back in the day. And now he wants to go out and kill his old hero team. And once he'll do that, then he'll kill Homelander. And that is where we see Butcher and another character of the boys, Huey. That's where their storyline is for most of the season. Then we get a twist that Soldier Boy is technically Homelander's dad. And by the way, they explained it. Homelander was not conceived by traditional means. So I'm curious where would that go in season four. Also, other highlights of the season. This season had a lot of art imitating life moments. One of the biggest ones was Homelander getting like this Trump-esque following at the end of season three. If you're active on Twitter, if you've seen that meme of that guy smiling and like the crowd cheering your mom and you hear that violin in the background, that is from the boys. That's basically like the last scene we see of that season. Because in the beginning of the season, we saw Homelander basically start to become himself. Basically, what he does behind the scenes, minus the killing and stuff, he started doing it in public. And he's like, well, everybody's like, yeah, you take down the man. Stop, you know, letting the media mute you and all that stuff like that. Like I said, art imitating life. Another one of those art imitating life moments was with A-Train. Basically, if you don't watch the show, A-Train is the most prominent black superhero and when another hero killed an unarmed black man, basically the black community was like, hey man, Atrian, you got to do something, man. And he tried to do something. The company that Atrian works for called Vault International, they're just like, hey, we're just going to put Black Lives Matter on our Twitter post, all that stuff. Everything will be fixed. Like I said, art imitating life. But anyways, what makes the boys great is multiple factors. Storytelling is good. Characters are good. They're not afraid to poke fun at the superhero genre, especially in today's world. But yeah. Boy, season three was good. Highly recommend watching it on Amazon Prime and can't wait to see what happens in season four. Switching lanes now. After two long years, Comic-Con is finally making its return with fans in attendance. A lot to look forward to. Highlighted by the Marvel panel. I think DC will be there too. They got stuff to promote with Black Adam and Shazam. Maybe they'll show stuff about The Flash, even though we don't know what the hell is up with that movie? Will that movie ever be put out? Because Ezra, Ezra Miller, the guy who played in Flash, he's been in some trouble over the past few months. So we'll see what they have in their panel if they're there. But moving on to Marvel, they're probably going to show off a lot of stuff. So I'm going to predict what they may show and what I would like to personally see them announce. Okay, so Marvel is probably going to go over the rest of Phase 4. That's She-Hulk, Black Panther 2, Ant-Man 3, Secret Invasion, The Marvels, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Blade and the Fantastic Four, possibly. And I think they announced that Marvel will introduce the next big crossover movie, possibly Secret Wars. Because while Phase 4 does have a lot of good stuff, I say the top five projects of Phase 4 is probably No Way Home, Shang-Chi, Multiverse of Madness, Moon Knight. And because a lot of people like it, I'll throw WandaVision up there as well. 
why there's no sense of direction on what the no pun intended end game is for this phase that we know at the moment. So I expect them to announce what is all of this leading up to. Also, I need to know, is Kane supposed to be the next big villain? Because a lot of folks are thinking Doctor Doom is going to be the next big villain. But hell, who knows? But we may find out more over this weekend. Sorry for cutting this segment a little short. But, but we'll make it up to y'all next week when we give you our reactions to Comic-Con. Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. I greatly appreciate you for taking time out of your very busy day to give this podcast a listen. Thank you for all the likes, retweets, shares, subscribes, and any other way you support the podcast. It truly means a lot to me. Like I say, I will not be here without you, the listener, and I thank you for that. So take care, be safe, and I will see y'all next time.